Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. I'm Kiara Cherry. I'm Christiana Cox. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, Star Carter is the woke superhero of our dreams. And Black Girl Magic is taking over the box office. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having Having us. us. This is so exciting. So um, Beaver Betty's uh, Diana is sick. She has the flu this morning. Um, So I have wrangled up two fabulous co-hosts to join me to chat about The Hate You Give. They are from the Propelled Media Mentorship Program, which is one run by Fabiola Jean. And it's an organization that fosters leadership among young ladies 16 to 21, who are of Caribbean and African-American descent in the realm of media and entertainment. Their goal is to empower, educate, and help young ladies navigate a very competitive industry while remaining true to their identity. Their motto is believe in the product, you. Everyone can find Propelled Media at propelledmediamentorship.com. Thank you again, ladies, for being so amazing. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. again for having us. For seeing this movie on such short notice. We did a real uh, 911 to get you guys in here. Um, And I'm so excited to talk about The Hate You Give, which is a film that is based on a young adult novel and follows the trajectory of Star, an African-American girl who lives in two worlds, her working class black neighborhood and her mostly white college prep high school. When an old friend is shot by the police in front of her, she's forced to confront who she is and how she fits in and what really matters. Um, And Diana and I texted a lot about this film, which is so emotional and so important and so exciting. But while we were texting, I kept being like, I wonder what young women and specifically women of color think of this film. I wonder how they felt about Star's character. And I kept going like, Diana, we're these like old white ladies. We need to essentially like get in another perspective before we talk about this film. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what is your... Actually, before we get into the film, um, I'm wondering what kind of media or TV or film, like what stuff do you guys love watching right now before we dive in? Um, right now, I don't really watch like TV like that. I mostly like watch YouTube videos mostly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really- Oh my God, you're so young. I feel it already. You're, all, you're just on YouTube. Yeah, I'm really just on YouTube. Yeah. I really don't watch TV like that, honestly. Mm-hmm. And if I watch TV, I would watch like old rerun shows like Martin, for example, and stuff like that. Like yeah. I'm really into YouTube though, so. Oh, cool. So what are you watching on YouTube? Like makeup videos or like um, vlogs or funny prank videos mostly. That's what I watch on YouTube. Wow. Okay. Chris, what about you? Same thing. I don't use my TV. Like, I have a TV in my room. I don't use it ever. You're not on Netflix? Uh, Not anymore. I'm more on YouTube now. Um, Yeah. But as far as shows, the last thing that I've watched was probably, like, Grown-ish. Okay. So, yeah, Grown. And I didn't even finish it. Like, I watched a few episodes, Mm -hmm. and it was was cool, but I just- Is it because it wasn't on YouTube? If they would have put it on, do you think you would have finished it? Probably. Interesting. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what are who are your favorite celebs right now? Like who are you into? I love Rihanna. Yeah, that's my favorite. Like Rihanna, and that's basically it. Like Rihanna, she's the star. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Yeah. Um, right now, I'd say like Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. and I also like uh, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith. 
Yes. Like the red table. Are you table guys watching talk? the red table? Yeah. I just. Even though it's on, <laughs> not on YouTube. Is it on YouTube? Facebook. It's, yeah, all yeah. on Facebook. I just kind of filled myself in with like the missing episodes and stuff like that. But I really love the conversation that they are having and the fact that they open it up to the public. It's just. Yeah. Good stuff. Kara, do you watch the red table no, at all? I'm no, I'm just now learning about it. I'm going to yeah. take a look at that. It's good. I feel like the conversations are very authentic. Yeah, very. Um, and then can you guys tell, so tell us how old you guys are. I am 17 years old. Kiara is 17. And, Chris, and I'm 19. Chris is 19. Wow. Yeah. YouTube, Facebook, this is where the future is, guys. <laughs> Get your content on there. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we're getting like an inside scoop. Whenever I have questions, um, I always text my husband's cousin who's like 17. And I'm always like, will you tell me like what's cool and what's happening and like <laughs> yeah. what I should be doing with my life? <laughs> It's so crazy, the, the media divide, I feel like. Yeah, someone from BT, um, the first little introduction that I had to media, um, instead of us asking him questions, he was basically asking us questions the whole time. I was like, yeah. well, why are you so surprised right now? He's like, where do you get your news from? Mm. And I just like, honestly, Facebook, when people yeah. share like articles and stuff like that. So, are you yeah. on Snapchat? Is Snapchat yes, I'm cool? on Snapchat. Uh, not anymore. Ooh. I'm always on Snap. Yeah. I love Snap. <laughs> I feel like Snapchat has changed its interface, like the design of Snapchat changed and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't use it anymore. So we kind of just went right back what to What about Instagram, Instagram stories? Yeah. Is that Instagram thing? too? Yeah. yeah. On both equally I do or? Both yeah. A lot. What about Twitter? On Twitter? Oh, I just got to Twitter. I feel like Twitter is a more, like I got to Twitter after I graduated high school. So that's where like college, I don't know, I feel like a lot of college students are on there. I can have a little community on yeah. Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter. Like I have a Twitter account, but I don't use it at all. Same. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, me either. Sometimes I look at like the news or like yeah. what's trending or happening, but yeah. I don't really know what to do with Twitter either. Yeah. So I'd say my top two are Instagram and Twitter right now. Yeah. Facebook, eh, not so much anymore, but yeah. Cool. And what part of the film industry, I know you guys are both part of the um, Propelled Media Mentorship Program, what part of the industry kind of speaks to you or, or are you curious about? I'm going to gather my thoughts. So <laughs> the mic. <laughs> the mic. Um, honestly, I know like the very basic right now, mm-hmm. but right now, I guess probably like the production side, like even editing and stuff like that. But yeah content creation i'm kind of interested in it all but yeah. like yeah i guess I, my answer would be mostly like content creation like the beginning steps of like you know what do mm. we want to create yeah cool i would have to agree with chrissy because right now i do youtube and stuff so i'm kind of learning how to better my content and editing do and you stuff. guys both have youtube channels yes yeah. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> cool what are they about I'm on my channel. I have makeup and like story times and like um, advice videos too. Yeah. That's basically what my channel like is about. Cool. And how would we find you? What's your Um, name? My um, YouTube channel is Kiara Cherry. Cool. Uh, Mine, so I was supposed to go away to school and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I ended up staying home with a lot of time on my hands. So I decided to make a channel about college for like college videos. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of college videos on YouTube were from the perspective of people who went away and not more so people who stayed home. Yeah. So just to give like the experience of a college student at home. And then I started vlogging just to show like things that I do in my free time to kind of like get, still give myself that college experience, even though I'm at home. Wow. And what's your YouTube it's handle? It's called Crisscross. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do all your friends have YouTube channels? Is this like a thing? Um, no. Not really. No. You're just I only all have stars? like one friend that's in, that does YouTube and that's pretty much it. Okay. 
A lot of people want to though. Like we yeah. we sp- we spoke about it. Like even before now, I spoke about it in high school with a lot of my friends, and a lot of people want to, but they're too scared. Yeah, they're afraid. Yeah. Well, what made you gals take the leap? Um, honestly, I just took a leap of faith. I was like, I'm going to stop being afraid and I'm just going to start posting videos. Because before I was afraid to post videos because I'm like, oh, what if I don't get views and stuff? But yeah. you can't think about it like that. You just got to post and then um, your channel will start to um, get views and stuff. Yeah. So. I always say, too, it's better in the beginning if nobody sees what you're doing. Yeah. That way so you can kind of figure it out, it out and yeah. fix it and things like that. What about you? Honestly, I just told myself I invested a lot of time on YouTube. Like, I'm always on there. Mm-hmm. And the conversations that I wouldn't say I have, but, like, the interactions that I have with the videos on YouTube, I kind of found myself having those same, like, hair talks and college talks and stuff like that with a lot of people that I meet. And I'm just like, people kind of like me in person. Yeah. <laughs> so they might like me on here, too. You know, I just yeah, go get a for girl. it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So excited. Two influencers in front of me. I'm so excited. All right, so let's get into the hate you give. What what were your first impressions of this film? How did it make you feel? What were your thoughts? Any like initial things that really like stuck out at you? I know you guys just saw the movie yesterday, right? Yeah, so yeah. getting you fresh. Yeah. So what I felt about the movie, I was very emotional throughout the whole movie. I was crying because it just shows you that this happens in everyday life, like. Mm. Um, before, like I would see it on the news or stuff, or I would hear it on social media, and I would brush it, not brush it to the side, but I'll kind of be like, oh, so it happened again, you know, and it's this is going to be the same result. So watching the movie and seeing that Star wanted to fight for her friend, it just it just really like struck a nerve. Like I was really emotional throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Same. I cried through this whole movie. Yeah, it was a lot. Chris, what about you? What did you I think? did cry. I was kind of holding back the tears. I'm like, you know what? I hear everyone sniffling, so I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> but I thought that it was really close to reality, and I felt like it needed to, like the film needed to be made, like and this needed to happen, because like Kiara said, you know, you kind of push it to the side. Um, Unfortunately, with a lot of the like police brutality that's that's been happening, I kind of grew numb to it. Like, mm. I'd see the raw footage and it wouldn't even, like, evoke any emotion anymore. I was, like, yeah. kind of just happened. So, in a sense, like, me even forgetting about it, not forgetting about it, but just kind of accepting that this is the reality of it and just, like, it is what it is. But I feel like that's not the right thing to do. So, just seeing the vi- the film and evoking emotion, it kind of just reminded me, like, there's still work to be done and we can't just accept this as our reality. Yeah, I think I think that was one of the big risks that the director took was that it is such a like a topic that's obviously in our culture right yeah. now. And so to shine a spotlight and like create a narrative around it, I thought was a big risk because yeah. we're like living it right now. Yeah. So it's going to trigger a lot of people and it's going to um, it's going to be a great conversation topic. Um, something that I always kind of wonder is and, you know, thinking about like the Parkland high school kids and, you know, when I was in high school. I was like driving around in my black Camry and I was like working at TJ Maxx and I didn't do anything like I was not. We didn't have social media like I wasn't politically active. I didn't even know like what feminism was. I felt like I was in like a very white suburban bubble. And I always think of how intense it must be to be a young person right now because you're getting access and energy and there's so much happening and it's. You probably don't think about it because it's so part of your day-to-day, but do you feel like a responsibility to be an activist or to share your beliefs on your YouTube channels? Or how does that feel? 
Um, watching the movie now, watching the movie now, I feel like it is important to speak up and stuff because before brushing it aside is not okay. Like mm. every voice count. Yeah, it might be the same result every time, but it's always good to speak up because you never know. Change could happen, you know? Yeah. Um, I felt even before the movie, I personally felt like I was obligated, like from the very first time that I learned about civil rights, um, I made it my duty to educate myself. And once it started, it started becoming a conversation since like high school, the very beginning of high school, I felt like I had, you know, like this social responsibility to be an activist. Um, so yeah, especially being a part of uh, like two oppressed groups, being a woman and being a black woman at that, um, from a very young age, I really felt like I needed to do more and mm -hmm. I needed to be like at the forefront of change. Yeah. Do you guys consider yourselves feminists? Do you like that word? Does it speak to you at all or no? Or I do consider myself a feminist because I really, I totally agree with like equal rights and stuff. So I totally feel like I am feminist. At first, honestly, I didn't want to label myself as a feminist because of the reaction to like, oh, you're a feminist. But then I was just like, well, no. so what? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with wanting better for women? You know what I mean? Or wanting uh, like a level playing field? Like, what's wrong with that? So now I take it and like I own it and I'm just like, yeah, OK, what's the problem? You know what I mean? So I do consider myself to be a feminist. Yeah. Cool. Um Kara, I'm really curious about, it sounds like the film kind of awoken you, kind of a responsibility to speak and talk um, or to just share your beliefs more. Do you think, can you, sh can you guys both share, like, how, did Star's character resonate a lot with you? Did you find yourself kind of relating to her? Were there parts of her character that you liked or didn't like? Um, what do you guys think of um, Amandala's performance? Um, I feel like I could relate to her because in the beginning, um, not towards the beginning, but um, she shared that when her um, female friend died, she didn't say anything. Like, she was quiet about it. Mm -hmm. But then when Khalil died, she felt like she had to say something. Like, what type of friend would she be if she didn't? And I could relate to her in a way because usually before, like, certain things, I wouldn't speak up. I wouldn't say anything even if I knew what was going on. So I felt like I could relate to her in a way Um I don't feel like um, I should be afraid to speak up or to care what other people have to say because I feel like she didn't speak up before because she was afraid what people might say or think of her. So I kind of feel like now it is important to speak up and stuff. Um, her character resonated within me because when like tensions are really high with p police brutality um, and there were like protests in New York City for, I forgot, which event happened exactly. But there were protests in New York City and I felt like bad and I felt like I was kind of being a hypocrite in a sense that I wasn't out there protesting. But my mm -hmm. mom, if I told my mom I was gonna go protest, she'd tell me you're staying home because yeah. you know it's very dangerous and stuff like that. But I'm just like, who am I to tell others to, like who am I to call myself an activist and not go protest when a protest ha is happening right here. You know what I mean? Like I had yeah. to kind of question, like because I didn't participate, it made me question like, do I really stand for this and stuff like that? You know what I mean? But it's really, it's kind of scary in a sense too. Like, you know that something dangerous can happen to you potentially if you do go, you know what I mean? It can turn violent. So do I want to put myself in that situation? Um, and then there was a certain point in the movie where her father 
um, made her recite. I forgot what it was, to be honest with you. The Black Panther. Yeah, the Black rules. Panther. Yeah. And when it's like basically like by any means necessary. And I'm just like, you know, I have to kind of build up that courage. And also just like the power of your voice. I feel like your voice is a very powerful tool. And you can see that in the movie, it even almost got her killed multiple mm -hmm. times. So just knowing that you possess so much power, it can be very frightening, you know. So. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things that the director did that I was kind of curious about because they the protests in the movie are very scary. Um, and I feel like that I, I understand that in, um, especially towards the end of the film when things were so heightened and so extreme and so intense. Um, but it also made me a little bit sad because I do think protesting is such a unifier and makes you feel really good. Have you guys been to a protest before? No. Well, I, I think that they're very addicting. Like you go and you're with all these people who believe in the same thing as you and you feel like you're doing something. It's like it's like this feel good energy that the film made it seem like protests are like these intense, scary. And, and it's true. They can be. And I was wondering maybe if that's just my privilege of being able to go in these spaces and not feel fear, perhaps. Um, but that was an interesting choice that he made to kind of keep everything so heightened yeah. And like and violent, really. It was a pretty. Did you guys think this movie was yeah, violent? Was there was a lot violent. happening. Yeah, a lot going on. It made me think about a scene, a video that I seen happen um, with in Ferguson, mm -hmm. with like the tear gas and all of that stuff, like riots becoming very violent. It's because I feel like, especially police police brutality, it gets so heightened because it was already like the tensions were already heightened. Yeah. This is just the catalyst to make it like, you know, ha I mean, just. Like the bomb explode almost. Right. Um, tensions in the community, especially with like uh, with black young black men. A lot of black men have a lot of resentment towards cops already. So it's like an event like this happening. It kind of just erupts everything that's already within you. So um, protests like these definitely in real life have the potential to become very very violent. So it's kind of like for sure. If I was your mom, I probably wouldn't let you go either. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, what else do we want to talk about? I, I think one of the really cool things about Star is that she does kind of speak up and use her voice. But then part of me felt like sad for her that so much responsibility was on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, did you guys feel any kind of way about kind of her transformation throughout the film? I was kind of really glad that she decided to speak up. Mm -hmm. Like... At that point where she stood on top of a car with like the megaphone, I yeah. feel like that was the point where she knew like I have a voice and like I have that power and I'm gonna use it. Um, it it kind of sucked that it happened at a young age, but unfortunately, this is like the reality of it. Like you know, like it happens to young people all the time, and a lot of young people witness it and just kind of stay quiet. So um, I guess it kind of gave us motivation that like even though we're young, we can still do something. Yeah. You know. Um, and to elaborate on that, when she did speak up and stuff, you could tell that the police were getting intimidated mm. be um because that's when they were like, um, you have three seconds to evacuate and stuff like that. So I feel like when you do speak up and stuff, um, your voice has power because then it intimidate others in a way. But you're doing the right thing. So Yeah. I think maybe that's just my guilt as like an older person as I wish that you guys, I wish that young people didn't have to feel like yeah. they have to, yeah. you know, make so much change or start organizations and stuff. Yeah. I wish the world were. Um, I think when we see, when 
at towards the ending when we seen her little brother holding the gun. Oh my gosh, and that's the, scene. Yeah, the cops pointing the gun towards him. We see that kind of like when you're black, especially black and armed, like it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't mm. like your innocence is no longer a barrier. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? For so sure. um if my innocence doesn't like my innocence and my age doesn't protect me from yeah. going through police brutality, then it shouldn't stop me from being an activist. You know what I mean? So, totally. Yeah. Good point. I totally agree with that. Because yeah. that part was very sad. Like, that's the part where I really cried. Yeah. Like, yeah. seeing him hold the gun and say if Star didn't go in front of him, they could have potentially shot him mm-hmm. because he had a weapon. So I feel like the parts where I was most emotional is, like, any part with her dad. I thought it was so great, oh, yeah. her relationship with her father and how he really did support. I thought it was interesting how both of her parents supported her in totally different ways. Yeah. You know, her dad kind of being there to, like, teach her the Black Panther, you know, pillars and, you know, making sure that she's informed and knowing that her name means something and that she should use her voice and that her mom was kind of um, really just more protective, more wanting to keep you safe, wanting to make sure you're making the right decisions, not feeling influenced to you know, go on the news and things like that. How did you guys feel about her parents and the role they played in her activism? I feel like her parents played a... I feel like her dad, when... I feel like her dad really played a big part in it, mostly because her mom... I'm not saying she didn't do anything, but, like, she... I feel like her mom wanted her to speak up, but, like, her mom was afraid, like, something could happen to you. But I love how her dad really spoke to her and told her, like, don't be afraid. Don't ever get intimidated by anybody. Always speak up. It doesn't matter if you're in danger or not. Like, always speak up. At least if you're going to die, at least have a purpose, I guess. So I really liked her dad's role in her life, the way, like, he was um, raising um, his kids. At first, I was very critical of her mom because I'm like, come Mm. on, you know what I mean? But then (laughs) I was just like... Honestly, she's a mom. Because she wanted to hold her back. Yeah, I was just like, let her free. Encourage her to go out there. But then it's like you're encouraging your daughter to go to the forefront of protest. And you're literally encouraging her to potentially risk her life. You know what I mean? And she is at a very, very young age still. So I had to just understand where she was coming from. Um, And then I think that you kind of understand with the parents. It's like the internal dilemma Mm. when like I guess as a black person because it's like should I go like I think I'm supposed to you know that's my response to social responsibility but then it's like I'm scared because you know I want to keep myself safe um so at least protecting my future and you know it's just like that dilemma I feel like her parents were like the physical dilemma like in her head yeah kinda, so. oh that's such a good point they were kind of like her polar opposites yeah. of the two worlds that she was trying to exist into yeah what did you guys think of her boyfriend, who is Chris, and he's played, or his real name is KJ Appa, and he's from Riverdale. Do you guys watch Riverdale? I heard of it. I, I know it's on Netflix, right? Yes. It is on I, heard, it I heard of it, yeah. but I never watched it's it. It's not on YouTube, so you're not watching it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you guys think of him? I felt like he he was very supportive, but like then again, in the be- like in the beginning, um, start kind of explaining like you could never like feel what I feel like you could never like because he was trying to make it seem like oh I understand where you're coming from and stuff not because he was trying to like um, how can I put it not because he was trying to say that he experienced 
experienced it, but try to like support her and comfort her. But I felt like he was doing it in a wrong way. But towards the ending of the um, movie, um, I felt like when they got to the protest and when he was there with her, um, I felt like it kind of opened him, opened his eyes in a way. So I felt like towards the end, it really he got to see her for her. Yeah. Like I don't know how to explain it, but like I feel yeah. like he was kind of like a little bit. I guess because she liked him. I thought that we were giving him a lot of, um, you know, leeway, I guess. When he would say stuff, it was like, oh, he, like, clearly has no idea, like, what her experience is. And it was like, oh, this is, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And then I wasn't sure if he was, like, good enough for her, you know. I did like that he supported her no matter what, but I just wasn't sure if he totally got it. I mean, she does explain to him in the limo at the prom that, like, you know, my blackness is part of, like, who I am. You can't, like, not see color. Like, that's yeah. a joke. Right. I, was, I wasn't sure if maybe she just really liked him and was letting him slide a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with I don't think that she was he was good enough yeah. for her because mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, we let it slide. Oh, he goes to predominantly white school. He doesn't really know much, but is that, that's okay? Just because yeah. of that, you know what I mean? It's like, he yeah, could have been better, maybe. He could have been. Like, I like when they were at the protest, how he's just like, what can I do to help? And then you see him in his old fancy car and he drives to, like, um, her neighborhood, which is very dangerous. And he didn't, like, oh, my goodness, you know what I mean? He didn't act selfishly. So I appreciate appreciate that part. But then it's like, I don't see color. Like, come on. What a thing to say. Right. What did you guys think of when the dad tries to tip him? As the valet. That was really, that was really that funny, was though. That oh, was funny. I knew the dad was going to be so mad about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. He was like, wait, he's white. What is he doing? <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, I like that part because I feel like it kind of, for, for the a whole movie of you crying, it gives you a little humor. A you little know break. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A little time to laugh. You know what I mean? So I like that part. For sure. Did you guys like Common playing the police officer? Are you Common fans? Do you care um, about him? I heard of him, but I He's like okay. Him. Yeah. What about Issa Rae? Do you guys? Oh are yeah. You into Issa? Do you I'm want, into she, Issa. She awkward black girl was on YouTube, right? <laughs> no. Was, I don't know. Uh oh. All right. But I heard about <laughs> it. I don't know. Okay. Honestly, I'm I'm not gonna try to seem like I'm the. I don't want it to seem like I'm the busiest person in the world, but mm-hmm. I really don't have time for like to watch stuff, yeah, like, you know, yeah. like series and stuff like that. So I haven't really been keeping up. But Issa, I know that she is like, she does a lot of like, um, are in a lot of films mm-hmm. or series that revolve around um black empowerment yes so i was just like yeah this is all like hey look it's Issa Rae. you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i feel so like you it recognized added, her yeah i feel like it just added to like her on the outside added to her character mm. you know what i mean because i'm like oh my goodness yes she's in the process like yes it's her yeah and then also i know that amanda she does like she's kind of her activism shows like in her personal life, because I follow her on Instagram. So, like, also me knowing that, like, the background about her kind of add, added to her um, character as well, like, for me. For sure. Um, are you an Issa fan at all, Kiara, or no? No. Yeah. All right. They got to get on YouTube, these people. <laughs> um, I'm wondering how you guys felt um, towards the end of the film. Like, what was your your kind of, like, final reaction or your takeaway how did it make you feel leaving the theater? Um, leaving the theater. I feel like there were a lot of highs and lows in yeah. this movie. A lot of tears. It was like a real emotional journey. 
with the ending how it played when the little boy was holding the gun towards the kingpin it just shows that um one part of it it just shows like black on black crime like i feel like it should end because why fight each other when already society ready is set to to make us feel so why not come together like i feel like that whole thing when he was trying to kill star just cuz she was speaking up and stuff for his people i felt like it was unnecessary and also it just shows that um we need to speak up more like don't ever be afraid to speak up and be afraid and stuff like even though um you could possibly like something you could get hurt but it's for a good cause mm-hmm. so um at the end i don't know it was just kind of like i mean okay in the middle of the movie her mom was kind of giving her the advice that you should just get over it and move on, kind of. And I feel like with the police officer not being indicted and that being the reality for the majority of um, police brutality victims, that as a black person, you kind of are forced to just move on. Like, she literally had, you know, PTSD, um, just being at the scene, seeing not one, but two of her friends die. Um, And... Like, it just wasn't confronted. So it's like a lot of times you kind of just have to move on and you have. And she said that her brother, she was surprised that he was able to be happy afterwards. I kind I feel like you kind of forced to you kind of forced to just kind of just chalk it up and then just move on. So I, don't know, I just thought it was really close to reality, especially with the um, indictment not happening. Mm-hmm. Just like it's very unfortunate that that's reality in real life as well. Yeah. I thought, I think the coolest part of the film was that we got to watch Star, who felt like very closed and very private, um, kind of like become herself and really be able to embrace, you know, her voice and her, her, her power, really, you know, to be able to get on a cop car and, you know, command a crowd. I think there was so much power in that. And I think as a young person to see, especially as a young woman and a woman of color, like to be able to see that imagery is um is impactful and i'm i'm really excited that you guys got the opportunity to share your thoughts and that you saw the film are there any other kind of um notes or any other things that really resonated with you about the movie that you want to talk about um i feel like it kind of helped me like career-wise in a sense because i felt like this is another way of activism. Like mm-hmm. it literally, like all different types of people went to go see this movie and it put them in the shoes of the victim. You know what I mean? For everyone who supports like, you know, All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter, like they literally put them in the shoes of the victim and everybody that it impacts. So um, I feel like that's another like w- part of activism in a sense, like just creating films like this, um, putting that experience out to the masses. I always thought that activism looked like, you know, protesting or just being at the forefront of protests and scenes and stuff like that. And this is another way that I can kind of use what I'm interested in, like film production and stuff like that, to bring these messages across and make people kind of feel that emotional effect that it has. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I would like to elaborate on that. Um, I feel like um, there are different ways you could, um, there are different ways to express yourself and stuff. So using your platform like social media, that's another form of activism. So 
I think that's that it motivated me to do that. Like on social media, like I'll post things and share my thoughts and stuff as a way to spread the word. Yeah, for sure. I think it's so powerful to to have like an intention behind the content yeah. you're creating. And I think that's one of the reasons that media and film and television is so powerful is we get to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. So it gets to influence us and change our perspective. And, you know, we're not just kind of reading about it or we're we're seeing it. And I think when you can see stuff, I think it's really powerful. Um, Do you ladies have any final notes to Hollywood? Any other movies or TV shows you'd you'd like to see created if you were given a blank check? What would you want to see kind of made in the world? To be honest with you, I kind of thought about, like, this thought that I ran across my mind. This, but, like, as a horror story, mm. in a sense. Because it kind of is, like, a horror story because there isn't a good ending, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Just, like, kind of, like, get out, in a sense. So, more horror stories <laughs> or scary movies with, like, social um, influence that, you know, that's kind of, like, real. Yeah. So, yeah. That's spooky. Like, like relatable, more relatable movies that happen in everyday life and how um, us people could make a change. So more relatable movies, I feel. Yeah, for sure. Well, as you ladies continue to, you know, learn more about the industry and share your stories, I'm so excited to see the work that you create and bring into the world. I think we're always like craving those authentic stories. And the more you can share your voice and your perspective, you know, the more powerful and the more influence and impact you're going to make. So Thank you again for being here, Fabiola, their advisor. Thank you for organizing everything so much. Again, you guys can find propelledmediamentorship.com. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you have any resources or information or funding or um, want to take part in anything that they're doing, please do so. It's a fabulous organization. And um, thank you, ladies. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Thank you again thank for being you here. For thank you for having us. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The The Bitch Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!